This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, a bit somber after the Ferguson decision, we discuss walking 100 blocks in protest, our amazing experience at Tech 808 Hip Hop Entrepreneur Conference, Chicago Teens in Geneva, and Halle Berry's Creamy Crack Conundrum. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Show. We're gonna open with a few cunt tosses. We're gonna just it just motivates you to murder cunts. I know. Cunt, I, know. I, I really like that. I'm not a cunt murderer. I'm not a cunt I murderer really like either. That, um, but I really like that this is a great yeah, choice. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Hello, I people. That's, that's one of my favorite openings so far. I agree. It's at the top. Hi, guys. How are you? Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. I had to point at her. When she... I knew I was going to <laughs> say it. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do. I had to do it for you, so I didn't say I'm queen, because that's not who I am. Anyway, welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. I'm queen. I'm Jay, and, and this, this is, is Tea with, with queen, queen and Jay. And we're happy to be back. This is episode number 18. 18. Yo, we legal. We're legal now. It's an even number. We could vote. We and can finally smoke cigarettes. vote and smoke podcast cigarettes. That's it. Virtual cigarettes. I guess. E-cigarettes. I don't even want to smoke them. I'm just saying we can. We have the option to murder our lungs if we feel fit. Yes, our podcast lungs. Our podcast is old enough to smoke, serve in the military, vote, vote. but they can't have alcohol. Nope. There's something else they can't do, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why I followed you down that road. Anyway, this is podcast (laughs) number 18, and um, we're happy to be here. We're happy to be back. This is, um, sadly, unfortunately, this is the day after the Michael Brown Brown, uh, indictment decision. Yeah. Well, no. No indictment against um, Darren Darren Butthead. Yeah. Darren Um, Fuckhead. Right. So, anyway, so it's been, the energy has been... um, a bit somber. A bit, a bit somber, a bit intense. Yeah. Um, a lot of energy, a lot of anger, a yeah. lot of frustration. Uh, at least in my world. I've been on it's, Facebook. It's, it, there there are uh, people who are saying horrible, crazy things. Horrible things. There are people things. who are, you know, just expressing their grief and their sadness and looking for ways to organize and protest. And then there are people posting about... Their cats. What they're making. Their cats. What they're making right. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And... Other, and I don't other mind pleasantries. That. No, that's cool too. I don't mind that. It's just interesting. I'd rather that than some of the idiot. That's true. Idiot. Oh. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, so we'll talk about that a little bit um, later on. But we're back for another episode, and um, you're back for another episode. You're back for another episode. Or you're new. Back. Hey, 
So, uh, how are you? I'm great. Good. How are you? I'm great too. Um, and we've been together pretty much uh, hours. I think I got here. At yeah, not even yeah. But I also saw you yesterday. And oh yeah. Saw you on Friday, and then yeah. yeah. This is this is what happens. This is, this what is, what we is do. like if we had boyfriends, they would think we were gay because we're together. So Maybe that's why we don't have boyfriends. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's why we don't have boyfriends. That's great. That's great. Okay. All right. Um, anyway. There goes that. There goes that. There goes that theory. So, yeah. So, on Friday, we were together because we always are because we don't have boyfriends. We went to um, Tech 808, which was a conference put on by the Fast Startup. Um, Pinky's up to them. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was really great. It was um, a, uh, I would say, hip-hop influence, entrepreneur, um very tech heavy uh, yeah tech heavy like entrepreneur leadership kind of startup conference yes um featured a lot of entrepreneurs and people who were in the process of like building their dreams and telling um pretty much encouraging others and letting them know what they did to get to where they are and like how they get through the hustle and the grind of um making something happen for yourself starting your own business living a dream right right so there was a lot of discussion about like how to get funding for your business how to deal with the ups and downs how to bail up you know what i mean how to deal with um negative people around right, the right, situation. Right. Yeah, there were there were there was um a lot of good energy, a lot of good information. Um I think in terms of like us and our personal endeavors and like us and the podcast for example, we got a lot out of it. Yes. Um something that I took away from it that I thought was really interesting sometimes when you're trying to build your dream or like start something that's that's that you've never done before or like mm-hmm. maybe do something that's never been done before. There are, like, times when, like, you're depressed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are times when it feels like, oh, wow, things are going great and you're climbing and, and, like, you know, moving forward and excelling in whatever it is you're trying to do. Or, like, those moments that are, like, first. Okay, so, like, this is my first listener or this is the first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Time that, like, somebody has recognized me. This is the first this. And then there are moments when you're, like, plateauing or whatever. Um... And then your moments when you're you're not making the money you thought you were gonna make, gonna or like, make, or you're not whatever. on the timetable that you thought exactly. you were gonna be on. Exactly. So I thought it was encouraging. Like there were several speakers, even though it wasn't like a main theme, but there were several speakers who addressed depression as being like a natural part of the process of starting your own shit. You know what I mean? And so I found that as someone who deals with that periodically, uh-huh. it I found that to be comforting. And like different people talking about how they deal with that. Um, aspect of their lives or whatever yeah one so. speaker was like my therapist says yeah therapist yes therapist right, and, right, you know right. and i like that he said that because sometimes people are, are afraid to mm-hmm. seek help or don't think that yeah. their depression is probably even enough mm-hmm. to seek help right i'm right, complaining right, right, about right. money you know what i mean yeah. or i'm complaining of, you know like you know what this first world kind of problem yeah mm-hmm. and i'm depressed about it right to speak about like just that concept of therapy, especially within our community. And once again, we said it was um, kind of like a hip-hop-based conference. Um, hip-hop-based meaning it was like an entrepreneurial conference, but definitely people who were a part of hip-hop of culture community. or influenced by hip-hop culture or whatever, such as ourselves, other people of color. I keep fidgeting because I broke my favorite pen. You know what? This is not the arena for you to discuss. 
your little first world grease <laughs> about your pens and no, but uh, I don't know. If did you, you break it while it was ha- while we were on yeah. the podcast? We just started. Just, it's only been eight minutes. Just try. Yeah, it's a lot going on. <laughs> it's a lot going on. Okay, Everybody's sorry. Up. Do I need to take it away? No, from you? I, I will, let me just put it over here. Okay, so. I'll put that piece over there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is really generous. So, can you still write with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it still works. Can it's I see just, this? It just doesn't have. No, can I can no, Don't take it from me. What kind of pen I, is it? Oh, I don't know. I found it somewhere, but I just like it. I like the way it writes. Vill- village Academy, Queens Village, New York. Shout out to the Village Academy. <laughs> this is Queen's favorite pen. I'm actually um, gonna buy her a pack of pens. I have lots, but Your I like favorite the- pen should not be from the Village Academy. I like the way this writes. What's the Village Academy? I have no idea. I don't know where I got this pen from. Well, that's good promo. I'm actually want to see how it writes now. And this is where we lose listeners. No, this is what you like. All right. I don't like that style. wet stuff. I like the wet stuff until it starts staining all of your clothes. That's why I don't like the wet stuff. And getting on your skin. Too messy for that. And then you're trying to make take notes I'm in the not, bed and then you get that. ink well, all back, over your sheets. Back to depression. Anyway, back to, <laughs> back, that's a part of it. Back to depression. Um, yeah, when you're talking to people who are having issues, because again, we were talking about like depression within our communities, um, communities of color, uh, the hip-hop community, or... What are some other communities who shun most communities? Most communities. <laughs> <laughs> most most of communities them. shun therapy on some level. Um, and yeah, when you're talking to people and saying who are saying, you know, I'm having some challenges with this, that, or whatever, or who you can tell are having some challenges, yeah. and you even suggest, hey, maybe, you know, have you ever considered talking to somebody about that or going through? I got several times last week. Somebody said to me, two people, two different people actually said to me, yeah, I don't know if that's the way to handle my problem. Right. You don't know. Because if you knew how to fix it, if you knew how to handle it, yeah. you would just handle it and you'd fix it and it would be fixed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like there's nothing wrong with trying something out and seeing, okay, because how can it hurt you? It can't hurt you to go and sit down with somebody and talk to them about like what your problem is. Can it hurt you? If you don't have insurance. <laughs> yeah but there's other ways if you're a person who goes to um a lot you know religious institutions you can speak to your pastor there is always someone Mm -hmm. you can kind of Mm -hmm. speak to because i've and therapy isn't always especially if it's not a clinical depression it's just regular um regular mm-hmm. depression mm-hmm. that's not the term for it but that's what i'm gonna call it okay. then i think the fact that you are able to talk through something get it out mm-hmm. um able to vent able to hear that maybe your problem isn't even as mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huge as it, your brain has made it mm-hmm. type of situation and sometimes just being able to talk to someone period right. who has insight or who has kind of good insight or mm-hmm. a mentor someone who kind of knows the situation right. is, is is another alternative if you can't afford to have mm-hmm. a therapist. Right. The point is, it was it was good to hear about other people talking about kind of like some of the things that I felt really in the past and kind of trying to build something um, and other things that I've seen people experience in their own endeavors to build a business or a new yeah know, yeah a new career path or whatever I feel um, like yeah I've had my moments yeah of course so pinky's up to everybody who was at tech 808 um pinky's up to the fat startup 
that was an amazing conference that they put on. We it had really a really was, great time. They put together a good. Yeah, it was definitely got a lot of information out definitely of that. Definitely well done, and it was a good good opportunity to meet people, and like the energy was really nice, was. and people kind of lingered after. And I met my future crush, but we'll talk about. I'll talk about him later. Who's your Not crush? my future crush. He is my crush. Who's your crush? Young Guru. Why is he your crush? Because. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Right now, when you said because, and like the whole, like, there were stars fluttering, little birds were flying. Just so smart and techy, but with like hood vernacular mixed Uh in, and it uh was just like, yes, you can play with my megabytes and shit. Oh my God. I loved it. Okay, all right. I thought he was smart. Then he recommended a lot Mm -hmm. of cool books. Mm -hmm. I wrote them down. Mm hmm. But yeah, I like smart hood kind of maybe guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. he was that. Yeah, no, he definitely has that going. And on. his hands look big from the stage. But anyways, oh my god. Um. <laughs> 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 no, he was cool. His talk, he they did a uh, a fireside chat with him, which was kind of like he answered a lot of questions, like he yes, answered questions he was, from the audience, yeah, and, he, and I got and a lot also, of that. Um, yeah, he was chatting with people after the Q&A. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. still stuck around and was yeah. talking to people. He was a really cool guy. Yeah. No, it was cool. So, I definitely enjoyed that. So, Pinky's up to Young Guru. Um, hey, boo. To Young. Yes. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Uh, wait. Uh, I'm, like, adding to that. I'm just, I didn't, wasn't even listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pinky's up to Anthony Frazier of the Fast Startup. He's always super nice to us. Um, Pinky's up to Carly Hustle. She talked to us for a little while she about did. some of her new endeavors since being at Hot 97. She has a party coming up um, on December 11th. I'm sure you can check her out on Twitter. I think she's at The Carly Hustle. Um, shout out to the guys at yourpartyhub.com. They were incredibly nice. I know one of them is from the Bronx, so Bronx stand up. Yeah, he is. We had a nice long chat about I'll that. The Bronx. Good times. Um, but yeah, check out yourpartyhub.com. They are your source for all things party, party in your area, so definitely check that out. Shout out Pinky's up to Michelle Talbert of They Met Online. Um, she was incredibly nice. It was really nice to connect I to I met her in the bathroom. You did meet her I in the bathroom. I didn't meet her online. That's not what I said. I know. I'm I know kidding. you were saying a thing. I meant you said that, and then I'm. That was my joke. right. Yeah, okay. I didn't say you said. Yes. That. <laughs> it was nice to meet other people who who are were like who are doing you know podcasts, radio, audio type work or whatever. Yes. So I definitely appreciated that. Um, shout out, Pinky's up. <laughs> Struggle is real. We're trying to. We'll get it together. We'll get it together. We'll get it together. We're we're from the DJ Ralph McDaniel's age where everyone was was a shout out. And and it's so easy to just say Say shout shout out, out. but it's also so tired for me. Like I don't. I want to say what's up to people. I want to give them my pinkies up. Okay, because that's what we do. Because that's what we do that's here. What we do here. That's what we do here. So I'm bear with get, us. Just you know, one step at a time. But anyway, Pinky's up to DJ Ben Hamid. It's always good seeing him. Um, yeah, he's always cool. Yeah, he's always incredibly nice. And and uh, do you want to shout out? Oh my god, who the teacher lady I met? She was really nice. Oh yeah, she's nice. Yeah, her, um, her name is Letitia Dickinson. She's actually from Chicago. Okay, and um. She was trying to figure out how, how she can get tech more tech programs into urban city schools. And she actually runs a blog also about being a teacher in mm-hmm. urban city schools mm-hmm. and how it's 
how it is as far as trying to get certain programs that they consider electives, mm-hmm. get them on the regular curriculum. Mm-hmm. So that was that's that is what brought her to mm-hmm. Tech which I thought was interesting. I didn't expect to see a teacher, but mm. no, that's cool. There was also I met um this woman who works with Sunlight Foundation, mm-hmm. her name is Levita, and they help work with um like exposure of information and different like data that your local government might have oh, okay. on, or any government really might have. Like if you're looking for your records on certain things or So I can like find my mugshots. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Stuff like that. And they help to like write and generate policy on like how to keep those things free and open to the public. Um I wanna see my mugshots though. How many mugshots do you have? Two. You haven't seen them? No, I never. I took them and never seen them. Have you seen googled them. yourself lately? I've looked. I've been looking for them Have forever. Have you googled yourself? Yeah, I'm always. Yeah, I Google myself. It's hard to find me, I guess, because of my two last names. Okay. I've only got arrested under one of the last names. Okay. I I'm trying to find them. I'm gonna see how I look. I know one, I look disgusting. Okay. And one, I look fabulous. Cause I just got my hair done that day. But why were you? We'll what? talk about that another day. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. One time I got arrested because I had a really bad date and there was a gun and and stuff. You had a bad day or bad date. date? It was the first date, and he happened to have a gun. No. Yes. On your first date. Yes. When I was eighteen, that's my life. I'm telling you. On your first date. First date. First was the other day. was the other arrest a gun charge also? No, no, no. I'm not That's kidding. your gun charge? The first date? That was the first date? Yes. Oh my god. See, that's why I say this book I'm writing about my dating life. It's hilarious. What's the, that's actually not funny. What's no, I made the, it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I made it fu- it's funny now right. because I'm not in jail. Right. What's the other one? But the other what time was I was yeah. oh, stealing shit. Oh, okay. That's regular that's stuff. That's regular stuff. Okay. But the yeah, the stealing shit one was like, whoa, look, I've been through that other situation, so I'm okay with you know community service. How old were you when you did the the stealing thing? I think I was like 21. Okay. Young, Sad. still young, dumb stuff. I wasn't like. No, it wasn't last week. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was just curious as to like the timeline of all of that. Yeah, then you know I turned my life around. I found Jesus. Now playing. <laughs> wow. All right. So, um, any pinkies up to anybody else? Um, yes, definite pinkies up to uh, TK from TK in the AM. She was incredibly yeah, nice. Yeah, she was nice. We um, did our little shimmy together. Yeah, we did our little social media yes. broadcaster dance, and we had a really good time with that. Um. We, uh, I've been following her for a while actually on social media and uh-huh. like watching her movement and like listening yeah, to her you show. Told me about yeah. yeah, so she was super cool. So pinkies up to her and everybody over at Bonfire Radio. Um, pinkies up to Dwight Peters. He is super awesome. He also spoke and kind of talked about how he turned having nothing turned into him really like looking for an opportunity to. Um, start his business looking for what was the pain point I think he talked about like yeah. what's what's missing and yes, how you can fill that void or whatever so he was super cool and he has large hands which huge is hands great. oh my god yeah anyway so shout out to the white feeders um, <laughs> shout out to I, for, I forget his name forgive me but um, full count media if you want to follow him on twitter at full count media he was really nice we had a good conversation really about nice like job. marketing, marketing and, and whatnot so he was super cool and he's a fellow fan bro for anybody who listens to the fan bro show um, 
And yeah. And I wanted to give a pinkies up to um, Reshma Sajani. Mm-hmm. We didn't meet her, but she was one of the speakers. And the reason why I wanted to give her pinkies up is because she was, she has an organization called Girls Who Code, and she basically encourages girls. Um, mainly girls of color and to get into coding which is a industry that is predominantly white male and it just shouldn't have to be that way so the fact that she has this program is just really like amazing because I was kind of a girl who coded when I was a kid but didn't really feel like I fit in or didn't really feel like I was supposed to be there right so it's kind of cool that she has this Mm-hmm. For, for women and girls, for women, to learn women and girls, about yeah, and to feel, and and to feel that it's okay to learn it, or to be around other girls while you're learning it. Because right. when I was like into this stuff, it was mostly like the white boys in my high school, so mm-hmm. I felt, you know, I just, mm-hmm. just felt kind of awkward. So I thought it was cool that she offered that. Right. So you could go to um, her website, also girlswhocode.com, to get more information as to how to get the girls in the programs and everything right. like that. But mm-hmm. I thought that was a, cool. Yeah, they have a program, I believe, for, what did you say, rising juniors and seniors? Yeah, every summer. Mm-hmm. But um, they have a lot of the information on her website, girlswhocode.com. Yeah, we'll put that in the notes. Yes. So definitely check that out. Um, yeah, and that was our wrap-up on Tech 808, really. We just kind of wanted to acknowledge everybody who kind of had an impact on um, us and yes. like why we were there. Um, so definitely pinkies up to all of you guys. We really appreciate you. Um, and then, and then, and then what? What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying it like you was going to say something. Just I thought I was going to say something, but I think I'm just being, um, delirious. You were going to talk about Halle Berry. Oh yeah. So Halle Berry, um, had to take her boyfriend to court. Her okay. ex-boyfriend who was, um, also, the father of her child. His, right. Her um, first, her first daughter. Yeah. Doesn't she only have one daughter? I don't. She has two kids. I don't know if the other one's a boy or a girl. Oh, so I guess it's just the first daughter. This is the only child I know. I, didn't, I wasn't even aware she had. Yeah, she has another kid two. with her husband. Oh, yeah, she does. You're right. But this is with her her first child with her right. ex boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, Gabrielle Aubrey, the model mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. So she had to go to court because he kept. Changing her hair. Okay. So what does that mean? He kept straightening it. With what? Um, it doesn't say, like, chemically, but he kept getting her hair straightened. But he... Straightened. Straightened, because her hair is naturally curly. Right. And then he kept adding highlights. What? Yes. Highlights. Blonde? Yes. He's a blonde. Are there pictures? They don't have, um, they have pictures of her, but I don't know, there's no, like, before, after type so of we don't know screen situation. Here. But, yeah, so, yes, she went to court to have the judge say, don't touch her hair, basically. Because she feels that he's trying to make her white, make her appear more white. Right. So she does, she looks less oh black, obviously. Oh, my gosh. That, that's fucking crazy. Highlights. Highlights. Like, highlights is what gets me. Highlights. I don't, they don't. They don't specify what kind of highlights. They could, you know, they have they have sun in where you spray right. it in and it makes your hair lighter. Maybe right. that could be what he's doing in her hair. Mm-hmm. As far as the least dangerous way, as far as chemicals and stuff in mm-hmm. her hair. But yeah, so that's. I just find it crazy that she had to fucking get a court order to say don't fucking fuck with. Well, they they had they had a very tense kind of like relationship anyway, and everything with the daughter since then has been like has kinda had to go through the court because it's been so intense. Yeah. Highlights. So, yeah. 
I mean, but then there was all there was before this back and forth about whether how he doesn't, for example, how he doesn't consider the child to be black. Yeah, I remember so there that was that whole like thing. But this is why you get to know people before they ejaculate in your vagina and uh, the sperm yeah. meets your eggs. He like I get. This is deeper than like regular relationship stuff. We have a kid, right. baby mother, baby father drama. Right. You don't want to acknowledge that your child is black and you are having sex with a woman who apparently, like looking at her, mm-hmm. she, she's brown. Right. right. What the fuck did you think you was going to do? Mm-hmm. What are we doing here, sir? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he thought. We are doing, we are practicing baby making. Yeah. Without a condom. And you're not into having a child. Do you think they had a baby on purpose? I know I doubt it. But who has a baby on purpose? But we're we're doing things. No, people have babies on purpose. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's but people have kids. Well, in my life that I know, people Mm -hmm. mostly have children. They don't plan their children. Right. right. You know, that's where I was. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if we're doing things when it comes to like making a child and I'm thinking on a on a racial thing. Not mm-hmm. even just regular differences as a mother and dad. But you can't live with having a black child. Mm-hmm. You should not drop your sperm off in my vagina. Right. Right. That shouldn't be where it rests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering I'm wondering so as people as as someone who like knows nothing of this couple, like in terms of like, I don't, I don't know them personally. I was under the impression that the baby was planned. I just can't imagine how, like what he thought was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Did he think that her biracialness and his whiteness was just going to just wipe out the black? That's not how that math usually well, works. I know that. It doesn't lean in that direction. But he, but we, he's a model. We don't know. He's probably dumb. Oh we don't gosh. know. Yeah. You know? It doesn't typically Did he think it was like, well, it seems like this three-fourths white. <laughs> if well, you talk about well, the Well, honestly, if you, when it comes to like, okay, so his conversation about how you, like him not thinking that his daughter is black. That doesn't necessarily mean that he considers her to be white. You know what I'm saying? Just anything not to say that she's black. And, and then now I want to straighten her hair and highlight it so she appears Well, because like if it can black. be fixed, why not fix it? That's the thinking. Which to me, I think just That's the thinking. shows... Yeah, but that thinking to me feeds that. He might not admit out loud that this is what it is or... Has even fully identified yeah, no, he that being black child. what it is. He doesn't want a black child. Yeah, no, clearly. no, that he doesn't want. Clearly. I'm just saying it might not be, it might not be, like, I don't necessarily. He sounds think like he's, the, he reminds me of those lesbians. Oh no, they really didn't. Yeah, want they, a black were child. <laughs> they were crazy. They were crazy. They really didn't want a black child. <laughs> that was on, that was some other. Yeah, they were stuff. crazy. No, but no. highlights. No, I think that there are people. There are people who, and of course, these are all different levels of like racism and different levels of rejection of the black image, right? But there are people, for example, lovely lady at my job, aside from being institutionally, you know, brainwashed and racist in her mind. 
um, who, when talking about black hair or whatever, and I was talking because I, you know, have had haven't had hair for many many years yeah. or whatever, and just talks about, oh well, you know, my hair grows this way. With looking at other pictures of people's hair, older women in her forties. Um, we were talking about texture, and I was saying yeah. how you know a lot of black women who have straight hair or who appear to have straight hair, you know, their hair is processed or whatever. Yeah. Um, my hair grows curly. I usually wear it, you know, like a curly afro. And she's like, yeah, but can it be fixed? I'm like, well, it's not, it's not broken. That's yes. how my hair grows out of my head. And that's the way that I'm comfortable. There's nothing wrong with it. When you see, if you notice a lot more women are being comfortable with their hair, just like you, you wear your hair out. This is some people, yo, your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can my hair be fixed? Right. But this is what I'm saying. And she said, this is someone who cares about me. Right. So this is like, no, she doesn't. No, no, no. She but thinks your hair is broken. But she does not saying. care. Right, right, right. But listen to what I'm saying. This is, this is a friend of mine. Right. A work friend. Yeah, I, work I, I, friend. I would not have met her or befriended her outside of that context. Because you think your hair is broken. Well, listen, but listen, we have... Your hair is injured. It's injured. It's I can't, okay. But we have a friendship, right? Yes. And so, we're, and we're getting to know each other and, you know, she's cool people or whatever. Um, I'm shaking. Right. But this is what I'm saying. There are people who are ignorant, right? Yes. So, what's interesting is that after, since we've had that conversation, hair has come up again in other conversations where I've had to reference different things. And this is not to say that she fully gets it, but there is a level of understanding because we've had this conversation. And that's not to say that every person is going to absorb it, the information this way Mm -hmm. or whatever. But she at least knew where I was coming from in terms of like saying to her, well, you know, it's not broken. You know what I'm saying? Like there are people well-intentioned, we're just fucking stupid and ignorant to the facts. Yeah, yeah I, I get it, and I'm not. I'm not even reacting to her mm-hmm. on some. Your eyes are watering over this because right. I'm just like, what? I have right. issues with like. Anyways, mm-hmm. but I'm not even reacting to her. Like she's. I don't feel she's dumb. I don't mm-hmm. feel she's. But she actually had a question right, right. and needed an answer for mm-hmm. it. Whatever. I'm just like, can you fix it? Like, how do right. you? I don't get how something that is growing out of your head naturally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because black, the image of blackness is a broken image. Yes, exactly. Which is, which is yes. ma- much of the majority which population. I under, which in this I understand, but it's like, how do you not? Well, I get how you don't, but it just mm-hmm. baffles me every time. When how do you not, from brain to mouth, not realize the fucked up? Way so yeah, I, I, I'm just saying I'm culture. baffled by it. Right. I'm just I'm always going to be baffled by right. it. That it just oh it must be broken. Oh no, I'm still oh it's still it's still my nerves are still going to send that signal to my mouth. Right. My tongue is it's just like yeah, it's so embedded in the crazy. culture that they don't even realize even this. realize this that because you wouldn't would you ask like an that. Asian person how to fix their eyes? Um, like I think they know that's fucked up. Right. Are wrong to say. Right. Well, the same way that you can kill certain people in this country and you can't kill others. Because it's embedded into our yes. community, communal DNA, that there are certain people here, blackness, black people, people of African descent, that don't matter. So it's okay for her to sit across from a black woman with curly hair and say kinky hair and, and, and ask an honest question like, you're talking about in her brain, it's okay. For right, her. in her head. Right, 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 in her head and not me, not have any malicious intent or whatever. And then me as someone in that particular situation who understood, I'm speaking to someone who is completely clueless. 
You know what I'm saying? And even though this individual speaks with these undertones, she's also she's also older. Again, this doesn't excuse it in any way. She's in her 40s. Doesn't excuse late 40s. Doesn't excuse it in any... Is she in her late 40s or is she 50-something? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Late 40s, early 50s. I feel like... Listen, it doesn't matter. Um, she's still old enough to know better. I don't care. She's old enough yeah, to know she's better. She's old enough to know better than to... F- that's like a, a fucking boundary that like... Can you fix it? Like, that's if... I don't have white skin, but I'm not asking you questions about your white skin. I don't know what having white skin is like, but I'm not asking you questions about having white skin and how it's different and how it is to tan and all of that other bullshit and can you fix it and blah, 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 blah. I'm not doing that. It's not okay, but sometimes I wonder, are you, do you think I should have responded differently? I would have. Uh-huh. I would have let her know right. how foolish that question is. I, to me, I, in that moment, because there was also there was another person present. In that moment, when I said it's not broken, I, I felt like that made my point. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. I let her know it's not broken. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I might have explained a little bit, but that was of course after me saying it's not broken. But it didn't. It it didn't to me. It didn't warrant. I didn't feel within my soul because I'm not new to this planet. And I know that this is what's in the undertones of society is this institutionalized racism and we all need to be healed from it. I didn't feel the need. I wasn't so incensed because uh-huh. I've been doing this to where I had to, I felt the need to say to this individual old lady at my job, hey, you know, that was a ridiculous No, no, the question. way you did it was enough because you know that's I mean? how I would have did it too. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather be like, um, no, because mm-hmm. the... But I kind of forgot that you said that. Because you did right. say you said that. Right, right, because right, of right. all of the other explanation you yeah. was making, yeah, I was, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah. get that. But right, you did right, right, do right, right. something that I would have did. Like, yeah. it's it's not broken. Right. So, what's right, the problem? Right. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I let her know that it wasn't broken. But, um, yeah, no, some people, are, some people need things to be explained if you care at all about their level of understanding as someone who which I, I know which I get that I just mm-hmm. feel that especially maybe when it comes to blackness is that they feel it's okay for them to say foolish stuff like that mm-hmm. I, I well she felt like well, it was maybe because okay. I've never been I've never been of another race obviously right but now I feel like asking Asian people have people ask them about their eyes or you know like I'm sure they've been like asked ridiculous questions and yeah like I'm that. just saying I wouldn't know because I'm not so now it makes me want to ask Someone who has right. a characteristic that is right. um, specific to that right. race, if that has well, happened. Well, first of all, she felt like our hair was broken, and that that was a common understanding, right? That mm-hmm. that we also understand. Because we're always trying to fix that it. our hair is well, to that to an extent, and just that it's broken, whether yeah. we try and fix it or, or not. not. But that there are ways to fix it. So I think in some ways it would be different than asking an Asian with slanted eyes if they've tried, can they fix their eyes or whatever, because it's known amongst black folks that there is there are common methods to be used where you can straighten your hair or, quote, fix your hair. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a bit different of a question to ask, you know, someone else if you can, like, straighten your eyes or something like that. Um, they can. Not straighten it, but they can fix it. Yeah, you can have surgery. Not fix it. Their eyelids are not broken. That's not what I meant. Right, but right, in right, terms right. of that... Yeah, but it's not as common as what we've been doing for but years. But I think it's because it's more hair. accepted that that's... You know what I'm saying? Like, that is just a natural occurrence. 
Where we we are even just now really embracing again that Mm -hmm. this is how my hair fucking grows out of my head, and that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. You know. But that is fucked up that he's altering his daughter's hair at such a young age. Yeah. That is um. And then it's weird because I don't black women in hair anyway. Yeah, but he has no understanding yeah, no, of yeah, blackness of, in this of country course. anyway. Because that's why for for me it's even more like you don't just be changing a little girl's hair. Yeah, no, it's it's a right. big deal, especially when because we are so um, in society as a whole underrated. Like yeah. our beauty is not acknowledged at all in the way that it it should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not acknowledged equally. Um, that is so important for parents to instill in their daughters of color and daughters who do not, who have non-white features, yeah. that they are beautiful. You yes. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they are beautiful as is. As yeah. So it is. It is um, startling when a parent of a black child, a child of color, is going through things and making that child do things to alter their natural appearance. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. But I I think it's great that she had the balls to take in the court over yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a big deal because I could see some people not wanting to make that big a deal or not wanting that to, um, you know, get out in the press or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, um, but good for Hallie. That's what's up. So, Ferguson happened. So, Ferguson happened. And, um... Yeah, the indictment decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there has been a lot of conversation on social media from parties who are typically inactive, um, meaning offer little, contribute little yeah. to change. Um, well, right, you said little. Right. But there have been people who have said... Why are you all surprised? This is what happened. We expected. You guys have to understand. This is how it is. And I don't know why anyone is surprised. Listen, nobody is surprised. At all. No one is surprised. At all. No one is surprised. At all. None. No one is surprised. At the fuck. Okay. We're upset. It's upsetting. We're it's still angry. frustrating. We're disappointed. It's not cool. We're heartbroken. It's a lot of other things we are rather than surprised. Nobody is surprised. Nobody is surprised. It's upsetting that we could not... This guy, this cop, kills a teenager dead in the street and yeah. we can't even have a trial. We're at yeah. said trial. He yeah. could be... He could be... He, he could probably be let off at trial. Yeah. Which we have he seen. He could be deemed innocent. Which but we, we have it He can't even, even be charged. It wasn't even worth him being charged and going to trial. Um, so that, that was incredibly upsetting. Um, in New York City, we gathered in Union Square and waited for the verdict. Um, in the, anticipation, uh, the, we waited for the for the decision the, of the indictment, indictment right? Yeah, yeah. Um, with the anticipation that there would be no indictment, yeah, um, which is why we while were, we were there, over there with which signs, is why we had signs ready to protest, which is we why didn't expect a surprise. People were saying, you know, don't be fucking surprised. No, we're we not. Were, that's why we're fucking organizing because we're not surprised because we know 
that this was likely to happen. Yes. Um, so, yeah. We would have been surprised if it was the other way around, probably. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so, we gathered in Union Square to hear the verdict. Um, and, of course, like we said, there was no indictment. The verdict, they hold the fucking verdict again. The decision. Yeah, so, easy to call it a verdict. For you people, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we gathered together to hear the decision. Um, Prior to it being announced, of course, we were out there and there was, you know, discussion of like what could happen and everybody was on their iPhones, tuned in iPhones and other devices or whatever. Listening to live streams or texting people or looking on Twitter. Right. Um, And so a crowd built. There, and as soon as we heard the verdict, the decision, we, um, (laughs) this is difficult, we, um, gave it a few minutes, and then we began marching. Yes. And so we headed, for for a few blocks, we headed downtown, um, and I was concerned because oftentimes when we march and protest in New York, the police will lead us down they, certain... They divert yeah, us they where divert they want traffic, us to go. Right, to a point where eventually they have to tell us, okay, well, there's nowhere else to go. You know, you have to disperse or you'll be arrested. arrested or yes, or whatever. yeah, that's usually the case. Right. Or they'll have us do a bunch of twisting and turns. If the police in New York are very organized when it comes to protests. And they, yeah, they have lots of experience. Lots of experience. Of Lately, they have been working a lot. Um, you know, they don't want things to become an issue, especially with all of the heightened um, concern over police brutality for yes. the community. Um, so their best alternative they would don't? be at a protest? No, they want to kill you, but not at a protest. Oh, okay, because I was like, they definitely yeah, yeah. No, killed no, no, that no. boy? Yeah, they're going to kill us. Those projects gonna... right. yeah, of course. Right. That's not like oh, okay. that kind all of right. yeah. But in terms of like at a protest where, where media is there media and is yes. present. That's, right. that's not where good PR for the... And there are, yes. you know, like hundreds of white people as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're not trying to have that level of an issue. Um, so, which is why I think compared to a lot of other cities, when yeah. it comes to protesting, I think New York it kind of handles it a little bit differently. And then we have a lot of protests in this city right. in comparison right, to right, maybe right, other right. cities. We have a really large police force. Mm-hmm. With you know, they kind of have. The training, as far as right. protests, right, right, I don't right. know about them. Well, they have the training one-on-one situation to um, killing people as well, killing civilians. That's kind of like how they roll. That's like that's you know that's national. Um, but yeah, anyway, so normally they kind of like have us go down this block and then you turn down this way and then eventually like right so the crowd ends up kind of weakening yeah and you know sometimes you turn and they're like okay well where are they going and if there's spaces in the crowd it's easier to separate people or whatever um so we ended up heading downtown and then we came back uptown and headed from union square up to um past madison square garden and then past Times Square. Square, where they had kind of paused there, and for some reason, I didn't. I, I feel like they were trying to keep us there because that's what happened. I think the they, last that was time. happened the last time we protest, but right. we didn't stay, luckily. Mm-hmm. And we continued on. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of brought us more west because we were in the middle of Manhattan. Right. They kind of moved us more towards west. But then we can continue on north. And then eventually we were in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And that's 
a lot of walking. Right, so for anybody who's not in New York, so we marched from uh, 14th, 14th Street to uh, 125th and I Street. We're at 125th Street. Um, so basically, blocks and numbers or whatever. So You can do the math. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's too late for us. No, they, 111 blocks. They can figure it out. Done it before. Um, but anyway, the protest continued on to the Triborough Bridge and went over into Queens. Um, we ended at 125th because honestly, physically, I couldn't go on anymore. I had been at work all day. We stopped because Jay couldn't go on anymore. Not not because Naima was tied too. It was just Jay. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't there. I'm sure you were tired, <laughs> but I know I could not go on anymore. No, we both stopped right. because we both couldn't right, go right, on right. anymore. No, that's true. Like, that's true. That's true. But like, <laughs> I couldn't go on. Okay. I don't know. My point is, I don't know what you're about to do, <laughs> but I'm okay? going home. But I'm going I home. put my protest sign in a taxi, and I said, "Please take me back downtown." This is over for me tonight, okay? I will continue another day. Um, yeah, so that was that was uh, the evening. Did you have anything you wanted to add about being out there? I know for me, it was like, I'm not an overly emotional person, but I felt like crying. Mm-hmm. And I didn't cry because I'm just like weird about that. You cried a little bit. You teared up. No, it was just stayed right there. It never drips. Like I don't know. Okay. It's just, but it was like I started shaking, right. and I'm like, I feel like I want to cry. And you're like, just cry. And I, I'm cr- like, I was crying. I just cried. But I, I don't know. I'm never. I didn't. Not. To say, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I never cried, but I didn't. But I, I was exhausted before my body was exhausted because mm-hmm. it was just like I was so annoyed that. I had to march again. Yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm going to, I will do it every time I feel the need to because it, it helps. Can I'm, you do a sit-in? I'm, yeah, sure. Why time? not? Let's lay on the ground somewhere. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'll get a blanket because these are New York City streets. Yeah. But it was just like, I'm tired of this. I'm marching again because these people don't know how to treat other people. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's like, it's annoying. It's fucking sickening. Get your shit together. And then I'm tired of people telling us to get our shit together. And it's like, but we're not the ones running around killing motherfuckers. Like, I'm supposed to have some type of obedience and decadence and all of this sweet shit. And motherfuckers is, is, are I'm killing not, me. I'm, at this it's, point, it's, I, I'm like, the, the, non- the nonviolent conversation is starting to... It's starting to wear on me. I'm I've, starting. I'm, I'm like, I'm really, over it. I've I'm never really, really was sold on nonviolence, but I understood it. Mm-hmm. But I was never 100% sold on it. But I understand it and I respect it. And people who want to protest that way, if I'm within that group, I'm going to respect that that's the type of protest mm-hmm. that it is. I'm not right. going to be that person who right. just starts wilding out and we decided we were going to do it this way. But I don't understand fighting beasts with smiles and kindness. I don't get that shit. I think that I... Well, there's a difference between smiles and kindness and being nonviolent. And I think a lot of times people try and paint nonviolent action as smiles and kindness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there there are levels in between Yeah, that. yeah. Like, and, I, I, I don't think... I Right now, I don't think we're at a level where we need to be nonviolent. I feel that... Right, we're talking about what you were saying about, like, smiles and kindness and, like, mm-hmm. you know, all of that, like... I like the concept of nonviolent protest in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think where we are now, yes, it's totally different than like 
the concept. I think that there were spaces wherein um, that could work. You know what I'm saying? Wherein you could, we could make progress. And I think there are times in the past where it has happened. I th- it has happened, but I think it's. And if you think of the instances when it happened, like Rosa Parks, that was a peaceful protest, but she broke a fucking law. You, you, you know, like it. Right. That right, was a peaceful protest. Yeah, that's I know that's what I'm saying, but people don't understand. Yes, but she's. That's not violent. Yeah, but if I, I know, right. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying that. There are, um, see, made me miss my point because you kept cutting me off. Like, that's a peaceful protest, but it still has an, an impact that people can kind of, people notice more. Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, but I'm, what I was saying to you, because you were talking about how you was, we were here because you were talking about how you're not sold on nonviolent protests. And I'm talking about instances where nonviolent protests worked. And now yeah, and okay. I, I, I'm saying that I know they do work, and that's an instance where I, I know that it worked. Right. But it sticks out a lot more in people's minds because she broke a law, like something right. happened that right, wasn't right, right. the result wasn't a peaceful situation. Breaking a law is not something you tie to peace. Uh-huh. So I think that's why a lot that sticks out more. People don't think about that as actually being a fucking right, peaceful protest. Right, right, that was right, a peaceful right. protest. Right, right, people right. don't connect I that connect because that with peace. Right. I see what you're saying. But right. a lot of people don't. Right. Because she broke a law, so now it's right. You know, that's no, I, get it. I also connect that with. Okay, I get it. I was I was on what you were saying in terms of like violence mm-hmm. because it was a peaceful protest. She did break a law, but it wasn't it wasn't a violent. Yeah, violent a lot of people protest, think right. if yeah if if for, for the peace. For a, pot- for a protest to not be peaceful, then you must be violent. I mean, mm-hmm. I said it wrong. For, for a protest pro- to be peaceful, that you have to follow the law. Yes, and, and all right, of this right, stuff. Right, right, and that's, right, right, not, right. No. that's not the case. Yeah, I think Dr. King's message was civil disobedience. And there was that's the language that he used, yes. civil disobedience. So there's no harm in being somewhere where you're not supposed to be and peacefully standing and staying there yes, and peacefully gathering. Exactly. And everybody, everybody get arrested. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but in terms of what we were talking about, in, about like nonviolent action, I'm over it. I'm really over it. I'm not one to like, it's not, it's not in my nature to go around like burning houses and burning empty buildings and shit well, like I would that hope so. This friendship would kind of be Yeah, like... I guess that would be bad. You know, <laughs> that's, you know, whatever. But I can understand... I can understand... I can understand... It, it, I just don't... I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And I can understand people getting violent. Like, I don't want to see anyone hurt. I don't want to see anyone dead. But yeah. if somebody wants to, like, set an empty building on fire... I can understand people I getting get violent. That. On top of that is I actually, because I was writing a piece about protest, and I'm trying to figure out when a revolution was won or when a revolution was had and there was no violence. Mm -hmm. When has that happened? Mm -hmm. Like, violence has to happen at Mm -hmm. some point. It just has to. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. If you really, really want change, as far as me looking at history and how shit kind of goes and how us humans kind of act mm-hmm. people's gonna have to start fucking shit up mm-hmm. cause that's just I, I, I don't know of a revolution where people didn't eventually get violent Right. it starts out as protests it starts out as marches and it might 
graduate to looting and graduate to these things and then eventually there's a, there's a full out fucking war and shit mm-hmm. it's never this right. continuous peaceful thing that's right. never happened a part of me wants to use I guess the civil rights movement as an example even though there was violence towards demonstrators and protesters um, but that's not I don't know if that can be counted as a revolution I don't think that I think it was extinguished before it was extinguished before it could get to that point. Before it could get to revolutionary status. Yeah, I believe okay. that's yeah, that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. That the government or whoever these entities did what they had to do to extinguish that before it came to that point. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you could you imagine if we got so angry that we fought motherfuckers? No. And then they also, I mean, I can't imagine it, but, but then they also killed Dr. King. Yeah, like, they, those are those then, are ways to extinguish things, this right, being right, right, an all-out right, right. fucking yeah. civil right. war right. in this in this place. Right. Well, what's good about this now is that everybody is, is their own leader. So there's so many small organizations yes. who are working towards, like, the greater good. But that they, they can't just kill that it they with can't one. Just, exactly. And with, exactly. I, I appreciate that, too. And so I'd rather like, it that way. Yeah. So that's really awesome is that a lot of people, like, doing their own leadership and, like, we're all leaders. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We're, yeah, we're all equally a part of this mm-hmm. fight, which right. is great. Right, right, right. So on, I guess, in terms of, like, um, to talk a little bit about maybe something positive in this in some way um prior to the decision coming out um that there'd be no indictment mike brown's parents were invited to well they were asked um by the u.s human rights network um to go to geneva in switzerland to testify in front of the u.n committee against um torture and um, they were there along with a lot of other organizations, smaller organizations, throughout the U.S. to discuss police brutality and to have it classified as classified as torture and cruel, inhumane, and degrading treatment. This group from Chicago called We Charge Genocide. They sent, they raised like twenty thousand dollars and sent eight youths cool. from the community. Uh-huh. Yeah to go and testify and kind of talk about how police brutality is affecting their communities and how it can be classified as torture. And then to just like define inhumane or degrading treatment or punishment, that would be cases of severe physical and mental pain caused by public officials. So that's how the UN defines it. Uh-huh. Um, torture, which is what, which is what right, the fuck exactly. Is going they, on. they actually went through several of the articles, uh-huh. um, and pretty much police brutality in the U.S. It, it totally fits. It does. Yeah, it totally wow. fits. So torture is defined as happening from not just public officials, but it's inflicted intentionally um, for prescribed purposes, and the purpose in this country being institutionalized racism. Yeah. Um, they love, they love that. Yeah, so that's that, and then there are several articles that were pointed out as to how this could fall under torture, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, just to name a few of them, um, you have to prevent, so basically, like, according to the UN, you have to prevent um, torture and degrading treatment to 
your citizens, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something. Um, there needs to be a training system on the federal level that adequately prevents that adequately prevents torture, yeah. which is not something that we have At here all. in this country because it's widespread nationally that police are inflicting severe yeah. mental and physical pain. We live in police states. Exactly. Um, there has to be systemic reviewing of the police department federally, um, which is something that hasn't been happening. There's the right, there should be the right to prompt and thorough investigation. Okay. Which we don't have. Which we don't how have. how long it took for us to get this decision. Exactly. We're still waiting for Eric Gardner's mm -hmm. um, decision. He's, right. That cop hasn't been charged yet. Yep. If someone makes a charge, they're to be protected. Um, so if someone accuses cops of doing anything, those people who make that charge are to be protected, which we know, for example, in New York, where the people who um, recorded Eric Gardner yeah, being they, murdered, they, they were both being harassed. Yeah. Uh, and these are things that go on throughout the country. If torture is found, individuals involved deserve fair and reasonable compensation, not just monetarily, but also rehabilitation. Uh -huh. So that rehabilitation can come in a number of forms, but just making sure that um, we're set up for success mm -hmm. and like all of those, um, all of the residual effects of this mistreatment and this inhumane treatment, degrading treatment are and punishment, right, are addressed. Care. And so that it's yeah. not resonating throughout our communities ongoing. Um, some of the key points that were identified um, from police brutality as a means of torture were harassment and abuse, use of excessive force, use of deadly force, sexual assault, mass arrest and detention, and inaction and impunity, which is basically what we're seeing the government kind of co-signing this... Um, you know, police brutality as being okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very rare that the federal government comes in and says, hey, what you're doing in your city is not okay. Yeah. Because it's sanctioned by the government. Um, so anyway, so it was really cool. Something that I got into and I was watching, they had posted a lot of, um, ooh, excuse me, this particular group from Chicago, We Charge Genocide, had posted a lot of videos about their experience there. Mm -hmm. They weren't able to actually, like, record and show footage of them presenting, but they kind of each day recorded their experience. Yeah. Um, and something that I thought was interesting, they had them... Like, they presented in front of the committee, and committee members from other countries were able to confront the U.S. and say... Why do black people in your country, why are they being treated unfairly? Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And ask, like, those questions. I think, yeah. Why do black people not enjoy the same rights as everyone else? So, like, asking questions that yes. matter and having this, like, on record. Um, there were several times also with this particular group that was there from the U.S., these kids protested the responses that mm -hmm. they were getting. So, questions were being asked. Um, and the U.S. representation was were deflecting the questions and not being straightforward. Oh, there was wow. a conversation of um, about tasers because uh -huh. they had there had been some suggestion that perhaps tasers would help reduce in Chicago in particular would help reduce the instances of um, deadly people being force. killed. Yeah, of deadly force. Uh -huh. Right, and in fact, instead of reducing that. These people are using guns, and now also we're using more tasers. Yeah. Now we're tasering more people. people. Now there's in instances of more injury, instances of more death. Um, so there were specific questions about that. Um, yeah. And this, right, so there were times when this group 
stood up, where they, they walked out. There were times when they stood up and held their fists in the air in protest uh-huh. for, you know, however, like, for a long moment of silence. Yeah. Um, so it was it was really interesting, and I think it's important for people to know that these things are happening and that these conversations are happening. Um, these This is just, like, a group of citizens, you know what I mean, who, again, again are connected to this... Um, what did I say this? The U.S. U.S. Human Rights Network or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, there are things that can be done. And and honestly, even though I think it's amazing that they were at the UN and that these conversations are happening, I wonder sometimes how much this will like affect anything. That's how I feel. I don't. Right. I I'm like, oh, that's nice. They went. It's mm-hmm. great that um, that resource is there because there's countries that the UN has helped as mm-hmm. far. Things like this, right. but because I'm an American and it is assumed that we're okay and it's right. assumed that we don't have these issues, mm-hmm. that I don't even know if this actually works because I've never right. seen it. So that's probably why for me it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, what is that supposed right. to do? Because right. I don't even know mm-hmm. what the UN does as far as I know what they do mm-hmm. as far as institution, mm-hmm. but I don't know how they work within these countries because I'm an, I'm an American right. and I'm supposed to live in a country that just has our shit together, mm-hmm. which is a lie. Mm-hmm. But that's probably why my first thought yeah. is that, yeah. okay. Same. For me, it was, and I, I have similar feelings after doing kind of more research, because then I started looking for, okay, so what are the results of this conversation? Yeah. And so the particular group, um, and there were, so there were, like, however often that they have this convention in Geneva or whatever, the U.S. presents, like, their case. So this is what we've been doing in general to improve whatever needs to be improved. Yes. Um, so that's what the government presents. And then civilian groups, organizations like the U.S. Network, U.S. Human Rights Network, Mm -hmm. can present their own case, right? So now I can present and say, hey, this is what you've been, this is what they say they've been doing, but these are the problems that we're having, and this is what I want to focus on. So there were, I would say, 60, 70 documents that were presented. Uh Um, And of those, about 10 of those were directly related to police brutality. Mm -hmm. There were, of course... Tens more that had to do with um, high prison rates and things of uh-huh. that nature or whatever. Um, we do have. Yeah, there were all. It was all kind of interesting we shit in there. There was stuff prison, that had yeah. to do with such sexual assault. Much of the stuff had to do, honestly, with the prison system and solitary confinement, which has already been condemned by the UN. Yes. Um, but see, stuff like that, right? So that's already condemned by the UN, but, but we use happens. it at such rampant rates in the US. I really, honestly, feel like. These are just suggestions, right? So you go to the UN, you yeah, say that's some what shit, I, that's what I was... and then it's just, we just suggest that you stop doing this. It's yeah, like, it doesn't become a major issue until, honestly, until it's a major issue, like, everywhere to everyone. Mm-hmm. Until until important countries are outraged by what you're doing, then it's it's like, it doesn't, it's not I a big don't deal, really it doesn't fully, matter. Um, I know what the UN does, but I don't know what the UN does. I feel the same way. Like, I feel the same way. What you, yeah, what you and, I, and I was right. So I, I just I was, know that when I go to another country, I should know where the embassy is, and yeah. then that's all. Right? Like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't no know. No idea what they do. I don't know anything. I feel. Um, yeah, I feel like it's just you want to be in their group. If your country, you want to be in the UN group. It's cute to be in their group. Yeah, it's the right thing to do. 
Um, you're a popping country if you're a part of this. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. And then everyone just kind of suggests, you know, you're doing these things. We really don't like it. If you have enough money or if you if other things are going well enough, then we'll ignore these things that you yeah, do. Because with how, the size of yeah. our prison population, I don't understand why even though the UN condemns solitary confinement, we still use it and we don't give a fuck. I don't understand why that's just like, it's just okay, this is just some shit we do and every mm-hmm. year we show up to the UN and we still have all our fucking UN privileges and shit is all fucking good. I, I don't understand like how that's okay. And that's just one of many things that they probably condemn that we still fucking do. You know, like yeah. there were other articles came, that came up about Guantanamo Bay and like all kind of other shit. Um, but anyway, there's a shitload of things yeah. that we're not supposed to do according right. to the UN, and we do, but we do it. Why? Because America, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why yeah. we do. What we want to do. do. For, for me, honestly, I just thought that it was important to talk about these kids that were standing up for things that they had been like personally affected by and making statements to you know the UN yeah. and doing something. I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know what to do. Like we talk about stuff on this platform, and we we march and we get involved in other things that people are doing that we think are going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was amazing that they were able to raise that amount of money and take this shit to the UN because really our government is not doing it. So it's like, what's the next step? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I thought that was cool, and I thought that it was awesome that, that Mike Brown's parents were there to testify. I think one thing it helps do helps helps mm-hmm. is that it makes this country look bad right because we're always going around telling countries how they're supposed to be right. how they're supposed to treat their citizens mm-hmm. how they're supposed to um um do democracy like mm-hmm. all of this shit mm-hmm. and you know we really look fucking bad right now right. so i think it, it helps to that like mm-hmm. the people of the united states are at the u.n mm-hmm. pleading for stuff right now right. like if I was like the leader of another country, I'd be like, "Hey, ice cream fell off." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, like so. I guess it helps. That's all yeah. I can think of for right now. Right, 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 right. We shall see. We but, shall. We shall see. So that I mean, even though that happened prior to this um, decision. Um, in Ferguson, I thought that there was some, I saw some light, you know what I'm saying? I saw mm-hmm. a little bit of light when I watched those videos. I don't, yeah. and I wonder, as I was looking at all the things that had been presented to the UN, so I'm going through like these seven documents and like just reading all their titles, 70, excuse me, documents and like reading all their titles and yes. seeing, okay, well, what's been presented. I wonder how often this shit has been presented. This can't be the yeah, first like time how, this Yeah, and we wouldn't know because I would. I really wouldn't know because I don't pay right. attention to what goes into the UN right. unless I watch the news and mm-hmm. they say someone was right, there. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, they could have been presented plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't fucking know. know. I have no idea. But um, but that's that. So basically, the UN is supposed to release their uh, findings based on the the. Um, the delegation that came and spoke or whatever and I was honestly I was having trouble finding if that has been released yet uh-huh. um it's and that's another thing it's very the media reports about what they want to report about you know what I'm saying yeah. so I'm sure that 
there's an easier way for me to find out what the fuck. Okay, so where are we in this process? The UN website itself is a little ambiguous in mm-hmm. terms of like, okay, have those findings been released already? Yeah. So I don't know. It's all very confusing. But um, again, the group that I was talking about from Chicago, We Charge Genocide. You can find them on YouTube. They have a page where some of those videos are. They also have a website. We'll list it in, in the notes. But I'm sure if you Google We Charge Genocide, you'll find it. It'll come up. Um, and they're going to be doing a we presentation. Charge we Charge Genocide. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's self-explanatory. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Um, they're gonna be doing I think December 11th. I don't know if they're gonna live post it or whatever, but they're doing like something locally where they'll be presenting their findings locally in Chicago. Uh huh. Um, but they're I'm expecting that they'll be uploading videos of that on YouTube yeah, sometime yeah, after the I'm follow sure, or whatever. I'm sure. Um, with results and what happened in their experience after or whatever. Yeah. So. But anyway. So I thought that was, um, there was some light there in terms of this whole crazy situation that we're having here, um, in the U.S. with this police brutality bullshit. See light when you burn the motherfucker down. Right. And That's when you'll see light, because the yeah. fire would be like, making yeah. light. Um, do we want to talk about, uh, Marissa Alexander? Um, I don't know. A whole lot. I just know that she has agreed to a big bargain of three years instead of doing the sixty consecutive. I believe um, was the case that she was gonna. What was gonna happen if she was retried? Yeah, she was gonna do at least twenty years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she took a plea bargain to do three. The good thing about this is that she's already has time served. Um, so she's already done oh, like yeah. a thousand plus days. Yeah. So she only has sixty five days which left. Which is good. Which is good. Even though I mean Even though on. she's going to jail for three years for shooting the wall and there's a police officer who murdered a child who wasn't even charged. Right. Different states, but still same right. bullshit. Right. So she'll do sixty five days and then um hopefully she'll be out. She still could be charged five years. She could still get a five year sentence. Um for what is it? I think aggravated assault against a child because a kid was present in the room. The kids were present in the room, so that's still on the table. But the judge could rule that time served as well. So we'll see what happens to that. Um, Florida, you get on my nerves. Like if we have listeners in Florida, I love and lo- I love you, Florida you listeners. Love our Florida listeners. I love you, but. Your state is a little janky. That state, I think you should just fend for yourself and be your own nation. Because y'all just want to do your own shit anyway. Yeah. Like, I could get my arm just in California. It's fine. Right. It's all good. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. But, um... So, that, anyway, so that's that. Yeah. So, we're glad that she's not going to be in jail for the rest that's of her of life. Her life. Defending, defending her life. And, you know, yeah. Defending her children, you know. Um, you can, as usual, catch us on Facebook at Tea with Queen and Jay. Are you ready to wrap up? Yeah, yeah, you okay. already started, so... Yeah, I was feeling like pressure to start, but I should have asked you if you were ready. Yeah. Um, you can catch us on Facebook at Tea with Queen and Jay. You can catch us on Twitter at Tea, tea with QJ. We're on Instagram at Tea, tea with, with QJ. QJ. Um, if you feel the need to send us an email, we're at tea with queen and j at gmail.com. 
We like to hear from you guys. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to us on, on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Comment, rate, like. Yes, we've been getting really cool comments. We appreciate the comments Definitely. that we have be that we have been getting lately. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate, appreciate that. Those. Um, anything if if you listen to the podcast, can you please hit like? If you like it, let's say you listen on SoundCloud or whatever, give us a little heart. Yes, it we makes like us feel hearts. good, warm inside. We like hearts. We're single. We need this. That's um, all we got. We just yes, this is all we got. That's all we got, guys. It makes us feel good. Anyway, we love you and thank you. I should have did the Halle Berry voice. No, 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 May no, 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 no. Bye, guys. Make thank me you feel so good. much. Have a, until next time. Make me feel good. Love you. Make Bye. Me feel good.